0: Hey everybody! Turin Giants podcast is back. My name is Farhad. I have my good friend here, Giovanni. Welcome back, and the new addition to the Turin Giants podcast family is Sam. You guys have heard him on a couple of different episodes, and uh, we've decided to make the permanent. He was on loan, but now he's um, we, we we bought him outright. We're, we did the the Marotta switch, so uh, we'll be paying Calcio Podcast. For the next four years. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome to the crew, buddy.
1: Four years. Jeez, thank you, uh, thank you Farhad, for for uh, for that introduction. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on a longer contract than uh, than our new manager.
0: Yeah, no, we'll get into that. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. We got so much to-, to talk about, you guys. I know, I know, UFNs fans need some kind of a therapy session, and we're here to provide it. But before we do, as always, follow us on Instagram at Turin Giants at Juve Podcast, same thing on Twitter, at Juve Podcast, at Turin Giants. Listen to us on all platforms that are podcast platforms. That was well said. Uh, One little change is that we will be changing the name to Turin Giants Podcast and combining the two. uh, We've had some problems with Juve themselves, with with J Corp, as you guys like to call it, some of you cynical fans. Um, So basically they came down on us, for not you, you know, they asked us not to use the word Juve in Juve podcast. That resulted in r- our removal from iTunes. So we will change some settings and we will, we will be back with just one official podcast, which is Turin Giants podcast. And, uh, more, more, I will tell you guys more in upcoming episodes, but Turin Giants podcast will be a completely different thing from, from what you used to we will revamp the podcast and we will involve you guys a lot more because when we started the, the UV podcast, it was more like a conversation amongst friends. And I always said that old school listeners know what I mean uh, when I say that. So I just basically, it was a conversation amongst us and we talked about UV, but now uh, we will include you guys, the listeners a lot more. We will uh, do giveaways and we'll talk about the giveaway at the end of the podcast. I have a giveaway winner for you guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, this will be fun. You know, new season is coming to Juve and we will completely revamp the podcast and you guys will be involved a lot more. So I can't wait for that. Um, TurinGiants.com just released the Il Cipino t-shirts, you know, Marquisio and artwork by Whiskey, my good friend. Please go to TurinGiants.com to check beautiful out the t-shirt.
1: Design. Just beautiful design. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: Appreciate you, man. Yeah, it was it was it's been really popular. Like I'm swamped with shipping. So the, the response was great. And I do appreciate all of you guys for supporting a small little brand. And we'll talk about that more in the next podcast episode. So let's finally get into it. Uh which one of you guys want to speak? Uh start start talking about what what do we what do we cover first? What do we do? We cover the 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 Scudettos quote unquote celebrations or do you guys want to get into the the negative part of our season which was
1: the champions like exit you, you know I, it's it, it's funny it's funny that you talk about it, principino and the and the new shirt that's coming out on uh, on turinggiants.com uh definitely check it, check it out listeners get at uh, get at the website for um for access to that to, to that beautiful for that to, to that beautiful uh that beautiful uh that beautiful model but but Christ, man, I, 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 think, I think there's a real nostalgia about it now because we lack guys like Marquezo in the squad, and that's something that we really, that we really, that we really saw, I think, in the past week. And um, we'll obviously talk about. I don't know where you want to start off here. If you want to talk a little bit about, like broadly, where we're at in terms of the fact that we, well, I think this is the first how, how episode it? since we won the Scudetto, but. Um, I think that's I think that's a reason why we brought in Andrea Pirlo as as, uh, as our new coach which is obviously something we're going to have to bring uh, that we're, we're going to have to that we're going to have to to, to to kind of bring to light here and discuss in a little more depth.
0: What's up Giovanni?
1: So the season for
2: Juventus 2019-2020 is officially over as of Friday. So we can start with probably a recap of the year as we usually do right? We're going to have a very shortened off-season, if you want to call it that, where, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, the Serie A picking up again, I want to say something like that, second or third week of September, supposed to be starting kicking off. And so in, as we follow the season, we got the Scudetto win, we, well, of Italia and we dropped the Champions League. I think we can also safely say that in gameplay or gameplay terms, we've been very, very poor, extremely poor. And in one of our previous podcasts, I posed the question: What have we been doing? Like, what's our gameplay? I thought Sari was supposed to come and revolutionize that and then install this sort of European style of open play but in the 12 plus months of the season I haven't seen it. Well, maybe maybe that's my personal impression I was going to check with zero upon zero maybe for the intergames and the first half of the last year, but I didn't see Anything of the sort. So, you know, here, we are. here
1: we are. But, but the, the, I, th- I think the main issue with Saturday was that, and, and, and remains, and I think will remain in his next job, that he is an ideologue above all else. And I've been saying this, I've been beating this, this drum on my podcast, at the Cultural Podcast. I've been saying this for a good month and a half now, pretty much since the Copa Italia final loss. But also, I've said it on this podcast a couple of times, he is an ideologue above all else. So he has a certain way that he wants to play the game, and he doesn't adapt to his opponent. Um, And he doesn't adjust based on the squad that he has. Something which Antonio Conte, for all the whinging that he does, uh, it seems at any given squad that he's at, and for all the whinging that he did at Juventus when he was with us, and the fact that he was complaining about not having a good enough squad, I think that despite all that, he made the most of the players he had. He instilled a 3-5-2 when he had Barzali, Bonucci, Chiellini. He turned Cuadro Asamoah into a left wing back when he was a center midfielder when he arrived at Udinese. Those are just a couple of really fringe, random cases. But I think Conte is a good example of a guy who took the players that were at his disposal and made something of it. Sarri doesn't do that. Sarri plays the game a certain way, and I think regardless of who he has, he wants to play a certain way. He wants to play, uh, you know, um, high-pressing high pre- high high pressing football, which, frankly never worked it never and i mean the fuck we're 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 we're, we're uh we're a, se- we're a season into we were a season into uh into the into the sari era and it was obvious that there was no exciting football that was taking place the only reason that we won the scudetto by one point at the end of the at the end of the season um was because of the fantastic play of cristiano ronaldo and paulo dibala that's about it their excellence post lockdown is what won us the title without them I don't think there was any redeeming. I mean, you know, you could probably say that Matthias lit toward the end of the season, coming into his own, was was a positive as well. But I don't see any other redeeming factors from a footballing standpoint that came out of having him at the helm this season. So, like ultimately, you you have to call it a failure on his part because he didn't. I mean, he, he didn't he didn't adapt to the squad he had. But then you look at Paratici, who's a guy who knows who Sarri is. I mean, Sarri, Sarri how old is he? Is he 55, he's 55, 60 years old. He's a he's a stubborn old man who's not been in the game at the top-top level that long. You know what you're getting out of him, you know? He, he, he's, only, he's only able to be the best Sarri he can be. You know who you're getting when you bring him in. So you could probably argue that Fabio Paratici not strengthening, not strengthening the squad enough uh, or not well enough. I mean, you may well have thought that he did so in bringing in Adrien Rabiot and and Aaron Ramsey at the start of the season, but obviously it wasn't enough because we saw the players panned out. Rabiot, yes, had a better end of the season, but but overall, I think the midfielder uh, the midfield was lackluster, and that's in large part Paratici you know, um, for 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 not quite rejuvenating the squad. Um, so so it's it, it's it's tough because again, Saturday plays the way he plays. And he wasn't equipped with a superb squad. So, so obviously, listen, as any any UBA listener that's 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 listening to this now knows what's happened, right? So, yeah, we won the to our ninth in a row, but we went out of the Champions League at the round sixteen to Leo. And the following day, Mauricio Sarri got sacked, and, that, and Andrea Pirlo was appointed manager of Ube. So, a, a lot, a lot, a lot has obviously happened since 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 the last time that we that we that we Giovanni that, that we did a podcast. Ahead. But I think I think ultimately, it's it's it's. You know, we could look at this now and say that obviously Sadi wasn't good enough. And I think it makes sense that he was fired, but I don't think that he is the only person to blame. He's gonna be the scapegoat, he's a sacrificial lamb in all this, but I don't know that Baratichi is necessarily absolved of all the responsibility.
2: Um, I agree. So Farhad, you made the comment of J-Court, you know, a little bit in jest. But to me, it shouldn't be in jest. Juventus is a corporation. And if anybody still holds on to a romantic idea of uh, the club that they followed in the 80s or 90s, forget that. It is a corporation and it is Hmm. driven by success and revenue and also corporate identity the root cause, if we do a root cause analysis, right, of what the fuck happened is that last year Agnelli was still willing to move on with his buddy Allegri. Straight up. I will say it right here. If it were up to Agnelli making the decision, Allegri would still be coaching and Sari would never even sniff around any Juventus property. But Nedved and Paratici forced and yelled his hand, and they said, with Allegri, we're not going anywhere because this guy wants to revamp the squad, and we're not going to spend everything to, to, to do what he's asking. And, and, and we're seeing now that Allegri was not wrong. He was not wrong. The, the squad was not built to support, um, you know, the, the Ronaldo, coming in and i can say like Allegri wasn't without any fault because he probably he had his worst season with us as last year and there was an uh, a, a like a, a complete breakdown of his relationship with dibala which wasn't wasn't good for us and you know so so we can you know he's got his own faults but he wasn't wrong in assessing his his um his view of where the roster was and one we can say so many things about Allegri but we can also say that he was probably the smartest manager to come across uh you the the club since Marcello Lippi he was methodical he was very well at adapting what he had and he did draw the most out of the team and he could pivot over a couple of weeks in within a season so right there we can att- we can we can describe the roster issues to Paratici on on paper this roster should have mopped the floor with the Italian league with the Coppa Italia with the Supercoppa and we cannot go and say anything on top of that I'm sorry like with a good coach but let me put it this way I will bet I'll bet money that with Allegri and this roster you 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 at least do a, 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 a double. You do Serie A, Coppa Italia, or Serie A Super Coppa. The problem with Sarri is that he came and he did not have that Juve style that was needed to lead this club. And to me, it, that was the biggest issue. And you know, I I feel for Sarri as an individual, as a man. You know, it, it sucks for him to get fired. Uh, over this, they didn't give him his players, but I'm sorry, it's he just it just it just wasn't it just wasn't a good fit. And when it's not a
1: good fit, you got to move on. But You know what this is like? The, the, the fact that he was fired was completely an executive decision by Andrea Agnelli because I think he assessed where things were at, and he he was he was he was he was, he was, he was, he was, he was cognizant of the fact that Sarri did not have UA in his DNA. Obviously, he didn't, right? I mean, how could he, right? He had only been at the club a season. That's something that, take, that takes time. But I think some people, some, some, some managers would almost innately have that. If you bring in a Pep Guardiola who's obsessed with winning above all else, he doesn't have the Juve DNA or he doesn't have Juve in his DNA but he has a bit of the same DNA as Juve which is that their sole raison d'être is to win. Um, so Mariccio Sari coming out after games and saying, uh, you know, I'm happy for Napoli after having lost to the Coppa Italia final to them. I'm happy, congrats to them. You don't say that. You know, losing to Leo and saying, you know what, I actually expected worse. You don't say that. So I think it was the, nonchal- it was the nonchalance of Sadi that I think drove me up a wall. I mean, yeah, we, we always joke about the, how the Supercopa is a Mickey Mouse competition, but he lost, listen, it's still a cup final. He lost against to Lazio. He lost the Coppa Italia final to Napoli, and he lost the one knockout game that he had in the Champions League to Lyon. You know, there's an expression in Italian, non c'è due senza tre, okay? It's translatable into all languages, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. When something happens twice, it'll happen a third time. How confident would you have felt had we moved on? Had Cristiano Ronaldo pulled an even greater rabbit out of his out of out of the hat uh, and 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 scored a hat trick, and we had moved on to the next round? How confident would you have been going on to the next round with Saturday? We at would the have got smoked. We would have gotten so, smoked by 60. So
2: it's it's good that it got done now because it gives us time to. To to mm-hmm. draw the conclusions that needed to be drawn, and that, that's it, you know. And to your point, like you you brought up a, f- a few examples, like reading through a lot of the, I guess, forensic debrief of like what happened during Sari's stint at Juventus. Apparently, the 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 top brass of the players, like the old guard. Chilini, Ronaldo, Buffon already weren't on the same page with Sari because he had a lot of like off putting comments and that lack of style. And even you could just see it, just I just want the anger, the anger, the anger, even the anger. Like, I don't, I like you you can look to me. As a coach, you need to be a lot of things. You can be a fundamentalist of your, you know, footballing credo, and I don't have an issue with that. Like Guardiola is that type of guy. But you also need to be at the top level. You need to be a man manager. And you need to be able to manage a season methodically. Your off-season as a coach is to figure out how to gear up everything in order for you to culminate as best as possible in order to achieve as many successes across the board. Sari did not do that. He got all the way there and then he fell apart at the best, at the best time, even when um, starting with, I, I I think there was like the, the telling moment for the season where I just saw the house of cards crumble was against Milan. You don't go Same. to Milan where we've gone so many times to kick their ass. And after the break you're referring to, right? And after, after two, yes, correct. You're winning 2-0 and then you lose 4-2 and you don't go and you line up the entire team and flog them one by one. Allegri would have done that. Conte would have done worse. He would have found a wood chipper and tossed a couple of people in there, which, you know, I, I, But but that's what, Galvanizes the team. And I said in my head, okay, well, Sari, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's maybe matured as a coach, and we're gonna see a turnaround. No, it was game after game after game after game, the confidence and the performance of the team
1: just went waning. So we we won the like, scudetto, we, we won the scudetto in spite of him. but but you know, I but I've been saying that for a while. I've been saying that if we win the scudetto because we had such a great cushion at the point that we had lost the, 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 the no, a couple of, a couple of games in a couple of games into the, into the restart after we had already lost in I'd lost all hope. And I said, listen, Lazio have already started bottling it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be very hard for them to come back, but I don't think that we're going to be winning because of any master stroke from Saturday. I mean, any other year we would have fin- I mean, how many points did we finish on 83 points, 82, 83 points. That's a significant amount of points. Few, fewer than, than, than we were obtaining five years ago, four years ago, uh, yeah, this so, isn't... you know, Inter and Lazio did not do well following the return to play from COVID, okay? Had they been better, had they, had they, I mean, had Inter been in the same form that they were in at the start of the year, they would have won. Uh, so, look, it's done, okay? Sadi's out now. I think we understand why he was gotten rid of. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it, it, it wasn't a well-managed season, but you know what? I think this was necessary in order to avoid things dwelling even further into the shit. So that that brings us to where we're at now. I don't know if you guys want to talk about Andrea Pirlo because this shocked me, okay? But yesterday, oh, let's, my
0: let's brain... talk about let's talk about Ciary a little more if you don't mind. Oh my god. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like but let's let's talk about the season a little bit, you know, what happened and and you mentioned those those games that you you started to feel like, "Uh-oh, we're 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 slipping up and and like Giovanni mentioned the Loss against Milan when you're leading 2-0 and then you lose four two. It's just like not Juve and and it's just unbelievable to see. Not at all. The, not at all. The, 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 you know, I and personally, like like Sam mentioned, I did want to see a little more anger from our coach. Maybe, maybe not anger, like on a, on a, on the a sideline, but like you 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 want to see the drive and and seeing Sari on the sidelines chewing on a little cigarette filter with his you know grayed out teeth and and never representing the team it's not about presentation i i know that's not the main thing there there's been coach there's been coaches that are raggedy looking but they're good tacticians i just didn't feel like drive that drive from him and and when when people say you know we won the scudetto he's uh the, the other teams lost it we didn't win it you just look at the teams that look at, you know, the, the, the one game that I watched um, Sassuolo inter inter Sassuolo, I should say uh, that, that was, that was it when they, when they lost it. And after that, all we had to do is just win a couple of games, but then all they, all over the we line. made it difficult. Yeah. I mean, we made it so difficult for ourselves, but then we're, you know, the, the player, players, you know, pat themselves in the back, like, Oh yeah, we did it. Mm, no, nah, I mean, you, even you you can even see Ronaldo, you know, with the celebrations. It was it was kind of like reserved because you kinda of felt that this was not the greatest scudetto to win.
2: No, not at all. One hundred percent. It's I thought look, man, it, it's just you you brought you bring up the fact that he was like chewing on the filter. I Dude, I can tell you 110% that that's the kind of stuff that, like, Andrea Agnelli is just looking at him, and he's like, God damn it, like, how the, how the hell is this
1: dude? Captain he looks like He still shit. looks like Napoli's coach.
2: <laughs> oh, like, but even, like, exactly. Like, I mean, look, 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 look. It, at, at this point, you say that image shouldn't be everything. I agree with you. It shouldn't be without substance. But it, it also, when you're, again... You, you're driving a certain image of Juventus as the premier club in Italy, and the prim, one of the premier clubs in Europe. Sari is not that guy. And again, let me tell you this: I think he's gonna have success where he goes again, but he can't. It can't be in a club like Juve. It will probably be in a club mm-hmm. where there's a ton of like where, where you have like the fans that are like very passionate and driven, and everybody will toe the line. To him, like at Napoli. Like, for example, I would imagine now Roma, if Roma went and really wanted to, like, you know, uh, just make a statement now with new ownership, go get Sarri, build a team around Sarri, and all of a sudden you go from a mediocre mid-table team to a top four contender. That I know because Sarri isn't, Sarri isn't a dunce, but he's not a top club manager the way we intended for a european top club
0: straight up and that just shows you that 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 decision was so rushed you know i think it was the first time in juve's history where you know the well actually twice you know the whole you know don't touch dibala uh, hashtag and then then Allegri out after we got knocked out against ajax i feel like the president realized like, oh, wow, I guess like now that's, you know, social media and the fans have their say, this is going to be a little different for me, you know, so I need to buckle to the, to the and and we needed to find someone. Clearly, Guardiola wasn't available, Pochettino wasn't available, so Saudi was a rus- rushed decision. And uh, I want to mention something he before. He was the plan C. He was the plan yeah, C. Never, yeah, not even plan, plan B. So, so I mentioned something uh, on Twitter. I said that. Um, Sadi was one point away from a trophyless season. People took it to the heart. I didn't mean that, I mean, technically it was like, what, one or two points. But I also meant that that's how close we came. Like, it doesn't matter. At, we won by seven points, I understand, like at, at, at the most important part. Um, but there was also that possibility that, that Scudetto wasn't. Wasn't coming to us, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you if you guys want to move on, if you guys want to discuss the actual Champions League game, which which is still kind of like <laughs> <What> <laughs>
2: kind of fresh. Discuss, God. It was,
1: it, it Let was me look. One at
2: player, it was one and a half players versus a team that was just playing, you know, defense and counterattack. The refereeing. Let's put it. Let's put it, let's let's get the obvious out of the way. The refereeing was absolute trash like i don't even red. care that we got but, it, like we got a, a penalty against us and a penalty for us but let me tell you this if he had not given any penalties i think it would have been better and it, it would have been at least a more sincere game like that's what wouldn't say, have okay, con- le- there
1: wouldn't have been an away goal conceded early on which which did fuck yeah, us and, over. And, However, and you yeah. know, it's shit that oh. happens right before VAR. This was very normal. The penalty that we got, I mean, the the, the pie ghost handball was absolutely ridiculous. But 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 you know, at, at least at least benton quarters penalty, which you know, never a penalty for Leon, not in a million years. But at least at least it was a tackle. At least you could you you could you could blatantly fuck that up. But with VAR, I don't see how you look mm-hmm. at the Memphis Depay penalty that was awarded to, to us, and 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 but, and and and. and I, Except, except that that's that, that's a handball. Listen, that's that, that's a whole other that's a whole other ordeal. The whole handball world. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know oh, if that but even that, that, matters.
2: But that that, that bet and quote penalty is non-existent in one hundred like one hundred no. times out of one hundred, you don't give that penalty. The guy slid, took the ball, hit the ball enough, with enough timing to move the ball out of the of way. Of course, and of course the play careened into him like you're a professional referee with somebody else that is their only job is to look at a video from 16 different angles and you know make a decision and the decision is you uphold the the referee what he saw on the field but who are we kidding here this is terrible that guy just forget it and i don't even like talking about refs but that you know, put it aside. But even even if it was a game without a referee, the way that Juventus showed up, it was like it was it was Ronaldo, Alexandro, and then nine zombies on the field. That's it. Like, how can this be the game of the season?
1: And you show up and you play like this? When when Federico Bernardeschi had that crazy solo run, but just right. couldn't quite finish it. I mean, I think that was that was indicative of the fact that it was going to be a rough night. And I think that was almost like. It was it was almost a metaphor for his entire Juventus career, right? You know, just and that 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 fit, that finish wasn't quite there. But but, but I but I think more critically, team. I think it was more indicative of the fact that he doesn't quite have confidence right now. And I think over the past two and a half, three years, his confidence has slowly decayed further and further. And I think that's that's really unfortunate. Because when he came to Juventus, like like I mean, I I I, I, I get it, right? At any any point, any point you step up in life in, in in football in 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 really any context it's it's some people some people are up for it and some people just get nervous and kind of crumble and change who they are and have to modify their behavior it's almost like football wise he he wasn't quite the assertive force that he was at fiorentina and 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 that i mean that that play of him just running through like six guys but not quite being able to finish it from 3 yards out i mean i think right there that's that's everything you need to know about how how he feels in his mind, right? You know, a confident player finishes that. They don't even hesitate. But alas, uh, we we, we agree. The penalties were not were, were 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 non-existent. Had no penalties been given, it would have been a hell of it would have been a hell of a lot better for us because it would not have been an away goal and we would have won um or at least forced extra time if we assume that Cristiano Ronaldo's goal he, that he still scores it at some point in the game. Um but
0: I uh, mentioned but, something. Uh, uh, sorry, Sam to interrupt. Um I wish and Ronaldo didn't score the two goals because, with thirty minutes to go, and Ronaldo on the field, and he already scored two goals, it's like you're starting to think that I mean that's that's it. This this will be another one of those great games, and the comeback is on. And then for thirty minutes, the back passes and the it made and it more the, painful. <laughs> and it's, I don't I don't understand. You're given six minutes. On the ninetieth minute, you know there was like ninety-first minute. The whole minute took, uh, there was a uh, substitution from Garcia. First of all, we didn't get that additional minute. And second of all, that that complete lack of urgency, just just uh, you thread the ball through, do something. Instead of just finding another guy on the side of you, pass it back and forth. And, and I can see how, you know, some fans make fun of Juve that are not Juve fans. And I and I get it, like I just like it's. It, it looks so funny how six minutes to go, the seasons on the Champions League season on the line,
1: which is and the only then, thing that really you know, matters,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, let's let's talk about that. Let, okay, so so here we go. Here's a question that I that I thought about, and it's it's a little it's a little controversial with people in this like a PC age, but I always wondered and ask, and you guys are both Italian. What do you think about when people say that? Juve needs an Italian core. That's how Juve has always been. That's how that's how you can tell the national team is strong is when Juve has that core of Italian players. Do you think that's that's wrong to say, or is that just that's just a universal truth?
1: I, I think it happened by osmosis. It's always happened naturally, right? Because it's an Italian club that that has a lot of resources to bring through young players, so it's tended to happen. I think the real benefit of it is you tend to, like when you have an Italian core, it's usually because there are kids that have come through your 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 setup, usually in most in, in a lot of cases, which is always nice because you have G- G- Giov- Giovanni's kind of doing the cozy cozy with his hand right now, saying not necessarily, but I think I think like. Listen, listen. Claudio Marchisio Claudio was a core element of our of our squad for a very long time, and I think that was a positive because he knew the club. But, but I think the other important thing is even if they're not necessarily coming through the youth setup, I don't know. I, I could be I could be totally botching that fact. Maybe historically, I mean, to, 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 be, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of players have actually come through at Juve but they've gone on to have success elsewhere. So, 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 so perhaps perhaps uh, perhaps that that's a more accurate statement that a lot of players don't wind up actually cutting their teeth at Juve long term. But I think when you have Italian players at Juve, the one benefit is. They know the importance of the club within the context of the country, but I don't think it's that important per se. I don't, I don't think it makes a fucking difference, to be honest. Um, so here's my
2: controversial question. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's controversial is the word I would use, but I can tell you this: Juventus has always had being the top club, and just like in Germany, for example, with by Munich, if you're the top club, you have the appeal and you have the money and you go. How, what local talent can you go get if the local talent is trash? And it's been trash since 2006. So what Italian talent do you want to go get? We've gone to go get all of the talent, the young Italian, Bernadeschi, was supposed to be, you know, the next thing since sliced bread for Italy, and he just didn't pan up. Rugani, same thing. He was supposed to be, you know, this amazing, elegant defender. Nothing. And he had in front of him Chiellini, Barzali, Bonucci to learn from, and not one thing he did. So here's the thing. To me, it doesn't necessarily need to go hand in hand. However, Juventus as a club has the duty to be there, to invest in those Italian talents that will be a value add to the team. I Right now, I'm seeing a development of a young Italian core of players. But because we've made this like really strong push to be successful in a winning club now, maybe there's a little bit of a of, 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 of being gun shy in terms of trying to, to invest in it. But I would say I saw Zaniolo play against us in a few other games. I would invest in him. He, he's, he has a few things he needs to work on. But yes, he's a guy that I would invest in. Tonali, yeah, we've said it too. And there's a few others, but if you want to win now, I, thought, I mean, guys, it's, 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 you're taking a big gamble, as big of a gamble as it is giving, the wheels of a Ferrari to an unexperienced driver like Pirlo? Will he, will he turn out to be a fantastic driver? Maybe. But I cannot say yes. I can say maybe, and I can hope for it. But, you know, if that answers well, your question.
0: Well, this, this, thank, thank you for the beautiful segue, because now we'll we will discuss the official new uh, UV coach, Andrea Pirlo. I mean, if we, if we're talking image, if we're talking... Um, chewing on a on a cigarette filter. This guy is as classy as he gets. He already has the whole world on his side because I, I don't know many people who don't like Pirlo, and they clearly want him to to succeed. So I um, nearly did the right thing. I think, like a, as far as the PR move, this was super smart. He's got enough time. Uh, he was appointed the under 23 coach a couple of, you know, a couple of days ago. It hasn't even been a week. So his literally his presentation for under 23 was, um, was
1: nine, the, days. The <laughs> nine days,
0: nine bro. days, nine days ago. Yeah. So <laughs> he, impre- from, he impressed what, what, so much what, in nine
1: days that he got that he got he got a promotion that was probably like meant to meant to happen in three years.
0: Uh, it was so funny yeah. because I, but one of my followers, I posted something on, you know, on Twitter, which is at UVA podcast, follow us, please. Um, yeah, he, he somebody commented when they announced him as a under 23 coach, somebody commented, hey, how long until he's the main, uh, you know, the main team coach? And uh, when that happened, he literally like replied to himself like oh no I didn't mean that fast <laughs> so I think it was really funny how the transition happened he, he was he was like oh uh, fuck I didn't realize that I reads my tweets <laughs> <speech." laughs> stop stop nah. stop 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 nah, no but, yeah, but 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 so but like go, go what, what do you guys what do you guys think about our new new awesome bearded coach you know what
1: you know what he looks like my brain was in a what was that Giovanni
2: I said he looks good. If that, that, yeah. nothing else, no. Look,
1: look, yesterday my brain was in a pretzel. Okay, it's been 24 hours. We're recording this podcast on Sunday, the 9th of August. Um, you, you, these, these, these motherfuckers pulled me away from my, uh, from my big Italian Sunday lunch in order to discuss this, and I, I was, I was. Uh, I was, I, was, I, was, I was sitting eating my pasta thinking, holy shit, I, I, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I have, no, I, I have no idea what's going on. Like, like is, this, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Because you know what? This could go... Vi- I don't see this being a mediocre move. I see this being <laughs> incredibly good or incredibly bad on one end of the spectrum or the other for a couple of reasons, okay? The pros of this, okay, the upside, the potential upside is immense. Um, let's start with that. Let's start with the pros. He's universally known. He's played at the club. He's an icon for his country. He's going to immediately hold on, command son. the respect hold of on, the players. Sorry,
0: sorry to interrupt. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, buddy. I know you. You. This is kind of like the the thing that we do because Giovanni is the negative guy, the guy that will bring you back to earth. So, how about you talk about the 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 pros? And Giovanni, you know, start start thinking about the cons. Even, I've, even got cons I've got more. some con right, right. I've got some cons yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I've got some cons too. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah,
2: I've got a bunch of pros as well. I mean, I'm not I'm not one hundred percent off of so. him.
1: <laughs> so So look, I'll, right, I'll pick sorry, up where sorry, I will so pick ahead. up no I'll pick up where I left off. I think he's gonna command the immediate respect of the players in the room. Whereas Maurizio Sarri, a guy who achieved nothing in his managerial career and who, you know, Yes, every, every, everyone jokes about the fact that he was a banker, but he was a fucking banker when he was 35 years old. Andrea Pirlo was, you know, leading Juventus to the Champions League final when he was 35 years old. There are levels to this shit, you know? Um, for that reason, I think he's immediately going to have a little bit more... Sorry to use the word for you. I feel, I feel like such a Gen Z kid. I'm going to make you guys feel real low. But he, he has more clout. He has more He has more clout in, 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 in a dressing room, where if he tells someone Yo, to do Giovani, something...
0: What's a clout, Giovanni?
1: <laughs> he 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 will command he will command respect when he tells if say we you know knock on wood say we go and sign nicolò zaniolo and he tells him do it do it this way or we sign a Sandro tonali and he says do it this way because this is the best way to do it because i learned from marcello lippi uh from mr ancelotti i learned from antonio conte i played a season under massimiliano allegri we went all the way to the champions league final do it this way um and, you know, also the fact that he was relatively recently a player, I think he's a little bit more aware of the nuances of being a player, especially in this day and age. I think that's all going to be very well received by the squad. And I think maybe you look at, like, a figure like Zidane at Real Madrid, and you say, well, that's the epitome of what an icon coaching the club could be. Yes, you have Solskjaer at Man United, which hasn't, you know, it's kind of been hot and cold. Arteta, first year at Arsenal, hasn't been great. Um, you know, Gattuso at Milan wasn't all it was necessarily cut out to be. But you have to bear in mind, Andrea Pirlo probably has a better footballing brain than all three of those guys put together. I mean, just based on the career he had, based on the player he was, based on the way he saw the game, I think he understands how the game ticks. That's obvious. That's low hanging fruit. But, you know, if this works out, I think this is, like, when I was talking about the, the incredible upside here, I think if this works out, the potential for this is enormous. He was being groomed for this at Juve. The idea wasn't that he start coaching right away. Okay. I think this was something that was meant to happen in a couple of years, but ultimately this was probably always the idea. This was probably always the goal. He has Juve in his DNA. So I don't think he was gonna be one of those managers that goes on to have success at one club and then kind of bounce around other clubs. And the whole idea of this is he was probably gonna he was probably gonna be, were you know, to, be success, to be successful were to be successful? I think the plan was for him to be at Juve for a good five, 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I I understand that's extremely rare, but if you have success. And you're Andrea Pirlo. I don't see why you want to necessarily move on if the project is continually being, re- you know, rejuvenated and 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 and, and so on and so forth. So I think this is really a long-term uh, project. Now, the cons of this for me, before we let Giovanni go off on the cons, okay, the fact that the season starts in like a month. So right off the bat if you're going to get rid of Sadi, yeah, okay, I think we all agree that was the right thing to do. But you don't have a lot of time to bring in a like, you know, like a Mauricio Pochettino. So you could probably argue that of all the free agents currently on the market, Pochettino was probably the most attractive one, but if you're going to pay like 8 million euro a year to a guy, give him a month notice to get a team together and give him an inadequate squad, you're setting him up for disaster, you know? Um, so right off the bat, the fact that the fact that there wasn't a lot of time for this uh, decision to be properly rendered, in my opinion, I think kind of almost forced our hand a little bit, where we were like, you know what? Well, let's let's roll the dice and see what happens. It's a big risk. Um,
0: so you ma- you mentioned his salary. I wanted to. I, I saw somewhere that um, Allegri was. I'm sorry, but like I might be wrong about like a few thousand here and there. But Allegri was making about eight million. Sari was making nine million. Pirlo's salary one point five. I think Saudi was making five and a half,
1: but even then, like like Pochettino would have commanded yeah. a hell of a lot more than that. And again, you're not giving him any time to to, to, to set to set up on that. I mean, Mauricio Pochettino, probably, from reports I've heard, is only, you know, if reports are to be believed, and he was contacted in recent weeks, he hasn't had very long to evaluate the U.S. squad and what needs may be required as far as what he wants, you know, who he wants to bring in. How much financial support would he have even had from the club? I, I really don't know, but I think the whole point of bringing in an Andrea Pirlo is, to probably work with the guys that we have maybe invest a little bit in like maybe two pieces that's going to depend on who we can move. But I think the whole point of it is he understands that he has to cut. He he has to, he he has to, he has to make his bones in the game a little bit. And I think he's not going to come out whinging and saying, yeah, you know, we don't have a good enough squad. I think he's going to look at the team that they had in 2012, where they had Emanuele Giacchierini and they had Mirko Vucinic and they had Alessandro Matri and they still want to screw that toe. I think he's going to look at that and say, you know what? I've been in a team that was probably not the most talented and we still went on and had success because he was under Antonio Conte. He saw how he did it. Mm-hmm. That's like what I think is expected of him here. But uh, like personally, before I pass off the baton here to Giovanni, I'm mortified. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I have fucking butterflies in my stomach about the prospect of the guy that made me fall in love with football when I was nine years old watching the World Cup in 2006. Okay, I fell in love with football because Dude, of Andre Bro, I fell in love with, I was eight turning nine. I fell in love with football because of Andrea Pirlo, so I want to see this work out. But I'm (laughs) petrified of the fact that maybe it won't go super well in the beginning, and then you know people are going to be calling for his head. I can't, I can't, I can't say Pirlo out, man. I can't say Pirlo. no,
0: no, you're you're fucking balls.
1: You know, so maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe people are going to give him a little bit more trust, like Lampard at Chelsea, right? Where like Chelsea fans didn't want to chop off chop off Frank Lampard's head because it's Frank Lampard. Maybe you know that's a good thing. You know where Andrea Pirlo was a good servant to the club, and he's also a legend in Italy. Yes, he played more at AC Milan than he did at Juve, but I think he has a lot of goodwill in Italy. And anyone that, you know, Giovanni, Giovanni uh, I don't know. What do you, what do Giovanni's,
0: you think? Giovanni's, Giovanni's, hold on, so, before we get to Giovanni, I, sorry, buddy, let me interrupt you. I, got a, I pulled up a couple of, um, couple of stats here. So, Pirlo's career with Juve, so he played 164 games, he scored 19 goals, um... You know what? It's a transfer market is really weird. I don't, I don't understand. It's, 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 it's got to be a lot more than than 19 goals, so and like, then next to it it says 38, 38 goals. But anyways, I should have checked before I, um, before I pulled that up. Stat guy. But stock one guy. More thing. <laughs> Yeah, stat guy. But one more <laughs> thing I wanted to mention is so uh, the last year where Pirlo played for Juve, he also played with Buffon, who he will be technically coaching. Uh, there was Bonucci, Kellini. Yeah, the ones that are coming back. Uh, Cuadrado. Kedira. I'm sure Kedira wasn't, uh, is not in plans for next year, but technically he did play with him. Claudio Marquisio <laughs> Crying. Just thinking of that. And Paul Pogba. Hopefully, you know, there will be a return someday. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you how recent this whole thing happened. And um, yeah. he, he will be coaching players that he played with. So, Giovanni. Come on! I know you're like Giovanni's chewing it at, the at the
1: bit. here. Giovanni's like <laughs> waving a pen in the air. He's like, "Come on, let me in, let me in, let me in, Coach."
2: Go ahead, buddy. It's yours. So, like, you made the comment, Sam about, um, you know, Pirlo being the guy that won everything at Milan, and you know, almost, almost, you know, everything at Juve. And I think, you know, that that that's something that, as a professional and as a competitor, he probably has, you know. He, he, you know, in Italian we say "se le al dito." He tied a knot to his finger as a reminder that to finish unfinished business with the Champions League. To he's even come out to say that. And, and let me tell you this: the Milan that he played in does not exist anymore. Yeah. So that whole thing is, you know, to me, it's to me, it's more. It's kind of like how Zidane is to Real, you know, compared to his time at Juve. It does, and. You know and again go
1: go ahead Sam yeah and it's, it's, well side note is we've treated him a lot better since uh, since he retired than Milan did and he's come out and said as much uh, you know you know I think even though he had great years at Milan I think it's almost like, I, mean, I think you you can almost use the analogy of the ex-girlfriend who you know yeah it was great when you were with her but it's over right like it, it didn't end very it didn't very it didn't end very amicably he was sent out on a free I think he resented that and I think he came to you with a chip on his shoulder and I think he he was very grateful to you for having given him a chance to Go out on such a high, uh, so so I think he's on better terms with us, right? I think he feels he I don't know what he feels in his head, but I think he feels a great affinity for us that he doesn't necessarily feel about anymore. We, of how we we, it, so yeah,
2: we gave him a second youth, and it means a lot, you know. And he's not a stupid guy because we don't. I, rem, I watched so you you fall in love with him when you were nine. I remember him as a 18, 17 year old player playing behind the two strikers at Inter, because he started off at Inter and he was really good at Inter at the time. He was a little bit like um, misunderstood as far as his position was. And so his time at Inter was, I would say, just slightly above mediocre. And he really came into his own at Milan and, um, so, to me, I think – you uh, remind me what the word you used of his signing. I think you feel a little bit scared or I don't know. I don't know what said uh, I, I, you
1: I'm, petr- I'm petrified. I'm mortified I'm at the prospect of him failing. Uh, I, I am. Okay. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So, I think you were more like concerned about like the, just the bottom falling out and how psychologically that will hit Pirlo as a young coach, but also – He's got his, he's got his
0: well. legacy on the line, basically.
1: You guys remember people My, in Zaghi? you guys remember people in Zagia, at AC Milan, sure, you Yeah. Know?
2: Sure, but, like, nowadays, he's all, he's also, like, one of the more successful, like, up-and-coming coaches. He into to just smashing the Serie B record, which to some people doesn't mean anything, but Serie no, B but, is a very hard, very hard league to get through. It's me, one of the hardest, like, secondary leagues in, the, in, you, um, in Europe. You're so, right, and, and I think
1: that's why it was too much too soon for people. I'm afraid that that's the case for Andrea Pirlo now, too. Um you know, I don't know that it will be the case, but I'm afraid of that be of that coming to be. And
2: and that's and that's a good fear. My the word that I would d- describe my my feeling as is, is perplexed more than anything, because knowing how Juventus has managed and been managed as a club, top down, is we've gone with the, the most short of salary, we've gone with the most sensible hires time both as players as well as coaches and when you're looking at the you know free agent coaches that were around unless you you got chitino but was commanding 12 million a a a season we you have with so many gaps with uh you know a shortened you know uh, revenue from from the issues of coronavirus it just didn't make sense to go get him and again there's no guarantee that he would have found success and footing within the Italian league right away. So to me, right, if I was Andrea Agnelli, I, the, the natural the natural safest choice is Andre, uh, Max Allegri. Because Max Allegri, I'll tell you this, the, for all the complaints that he had, and everybody was going to be like, oh, he's going to ruin the ball again, I would have said bullshit, because it was the same complaint that they had when he came to Juventus and Pierre was there, and they said, oh, Max Allegri kicked him out of Milan for... Uh, Van Bommel, and now he's gonna come ruin him at Juventus. What did he do? He took him. He came in. He said, "Here's." He had a chat, and everybody kumbaya all the way up to the final of the Champions League. I, I, yeah. I don't see. I don't see Allegri having uh, having had any issues with DiBala, but he's not the guy that was hired, so. We we'll put a pin on that. We went with and- Andrea Pirlo, which to me, when I look at it, I have you know I agree with a lot of the pros that you listed. He's definitely has a football brain, and being described, he's been described as somebody that's been very cerebral. And when you look at his coaching pedigree, from who has been taught football by, there are some of the best footballing minds that Italy has has delivered in the past fifteen years. Ancelotti. Lippi, allegri so so on and so forth so many that have been very successful in everything that they've done both at a national and international level and you can only think that he's at least drawn from every single one of them even i forgot to mention antonio conte so if he's as smart as people say that he is he's gonna pretty much have frankenstein his background from all of the best traits of all of these coaches Right, he also, as you said, Sam, he has clout. He's gonna command respect from the youngsters that are coming, but also the, the 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 current people that are on the roster because this is a guy that has had success. He's not a mediocre player. He's a top player, right? And I think the biggest, you know, he, he's also a cheap coach. million. That's not that much. If he gets really good and successful, it's not an issue for us to open the checkbook and sign whatever you need to sign to keep him. But now it means that you're, you're focusing your investments in upgrading the team, which to me is just as much of a priority as the leadership of the team. And then to, to me, the biggest pro the biggest pro, and I'm, I, I'm going to repeat it again so it sinks in, the biggest pro is that he has the backing of the number one person at Juventus, Andrea Agnelli. Andrea Agnelli did not sit next to Sari when he got presented last year. Parati he sent Paratici to do it. Agnelli sat next to a Serie C coach, because that's who he hired Pirlo to be, a third division coach for a second side team. But he sat down next to him and he said, I'm I'm backing you, and you're go, You we are planning for you to become the coach in the future of the first team. Well, guess what? Last year,
1: the future is Nedved
2: and Paratici, yes, he said, thank you. And last year, Nedvid and Paratici said Allegri is not the guy, and Agnelli, against his better judgment, sat down crying next to Agnelli and said, You're fired, we gotta move on. This year. He, he ate the decision of of, of yes thank you sorry yeah. this Don't year know. he ate the decision of uh, sarri but he said you know what sarri ciao ciao andre perluin and he's going all in so when you go when you have that support from the main guy you can rest assured that if you ask for players within with you know within what sensible you will get those players and so to me that that means a ton it means a ton however you know, we have to be, we, we have to be realists, right? So there are certain aspects that are question marks. I wouldn't even call them cons. They're question marks. His experience is one, right? Or lack thereof. His experience is one Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> or lack or, 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 or in existence, or in existence of.
2: Correct. Correct. And then you have the, you know, the, the, Pressure, right? How are you going to go? Let's say you're, let's say the the calendar comes out and your third game is against Antonio Conte at San Ciro, and you literally have pretty much two months to prepare, right? How how are you gonna handle that pressure going into San Ciro, knowing that Antonio Conte is literally waiting to eat you with a side of ketchup, you know? So you have that pressure. How are you gonna handle it? How are you going to handle playing on Tuesday on Wednesday nights in Europe if you have to go to uh, Old Trafford or if you have to go to uh, Anfield? How are you going to handle that without that experience? Then you have. All He's unphased by anything, though. We, we, a, we, but we don't. But but it's still a, person, it's a question a that it's it's a question mark. You just don't know. Sure, sure. I I, I don't I don't doubt that. But Did you read his book. It's still a, it's still it's he still a question mark. Anything. Oh, um, yeah I mean we all know the memes, but it's to me as 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 a realist down to earth fan it's a question mark to me. then it's the expectations Juventus we can say that we want to make this a long term project, but to me it's it's unrealistic to say that right we want to see some 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 progress from him, however that comes if it's better gameplay and we're okay with it, then okay. But we also want to see some W's, and then to me, I, when we come with expectations, you also have the fans. Now everybody, like we're all here, we're three, we're, you know, we three assholes giving our opinions. Everybody now with social media has got an opinion. So how is that going to play out if you start you know, having a few, you know, missed opportunities? So those are my, those are my, you know, unknowns. But I, I think it's a, it's a very gutsy call. And Agnelli is putting his face in front of this, so no
1: balls, no babies, man. Go I like that. It. I like that. You you said that yesterday in our group chat, and I was like, you know what? I I've I I haven't been, I haven't been quite sure what to make of this. I was a little bit petrified. Again, I, I was I my immediate reaction when I saw the announcement was, what are we doing? Uh, and then again, I thought about it for twenty four hours, and one of the things as I sat on it that helped me kind of come to terms with it was you saying, no balls, no babies. That's what this is. Let me ask you um, a question. Let me, ask, yeah. let me ask both of you guys a question. If, if not Andrea
2: Pirlo, then who? Realistically, let's not, you know, get like, oh, I would have gone for Pep Guardiola. Yeah, sure.
1: I would He's have gone available. for, no, but like, the only ones that I would have wanted that are employed are Klopp, Pep, or Zidane. None of them were leaving. So I just said, I'd have looked at Pochettino, but I already gave my reasons as to why I don't think it would have been a great idea. I might have gone back to uh, I might have gone back to Allegri. I almost just made the same mistake as you and called him and called them Christ, their their names are uncannily similar. <laughs> but no, uh, I might have gone back to Allegri, but that would have been a tough look overall. I don't know that Allegri would have necessarily wanted to come back uh, without the investment in the squad, which it's still unclear if we're getting. Um, now Antonio Conte for the past few days, for the past week, has been complaining about Inter and the whole project there. I don't know if he's doing it to try to get more investment and to try to get more backing, or if he really is pissed off and really is at risk of going. But if there would have been a chance to lure him back, I might have done it. But I don't think that would have been a good look either. I think we're past Antonio Conte now. I think he's he's uh, I I don't I don't think he's the guy to take us all the way in, in Europe. I think we tried that and I don't think it worked out. I don't think he's that much a different manager than he was in 2014. Again, could be worse. I'd, I'd have preferred him than Sarri. but I don't know who else. And that's why I'm actually kind of okay with this, you know, because it makes sense. And, and listen. Um, I have a question for both of you as well. Well, you know, you know, you know what, I'll, I'll hold off for hard. Who would you, who would you have gotten? Yeah,
0: exact, I mean, it's, it's a matter of how much time do we have? So this was, we don't a, have any time. Sort of That's thing. time.
1: We have no time. There's a month. So
0: yeah, you know, like this, this, the, the fact that this was so time sensitive and they already had someone at their disposal is it's just perfect timing. So, like, like you said, like if you look at it through sober eyes, yeah. I mean, who who are you going to get? Klopp is is on top of the world right now. Where Diola, you know, uh, they he's they he's not leaving City for like another how many
1: years now that they found out they could cheat the system and he's getting a touch with That's me, that's yeah. that's done. Pep is Bar-hat, done. That's give done me two
2: happening. names. If not, if not, Andrea Pirlo. Give me two names. Realistic. Boom. Put you on the spot. Um,
0: well. Um, of course, I'm blanking on the name. Jesus. There's Inzaghi. Can't I'll throw one at no, 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 you. No, no, no. There's, there's uh, Simone Inzaghi, I, 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 but I wouldn't I,
1: I, have done I, I, him either.
0: Atalanta's coach. Atalanta's coach.
1: Uh, Gasperini would have been the same yeah, issue tough. as Sarri, though, for me. I think he's a smarter manager than Sarri with a, better, with a bit of a better track record, a more proven track record. But you're getting an older uh, guy. I know. I
0: don't know. I know Giovanni can, can tell you more about uh, Gasperini. He's got ton of information on him, even even through, like, uh, Giovanni is an older Juve fan. So why don't you bring up people who, who are not in the know, who are, like, new Juve fans? Why don't you bring up the the history of Gasperini with Juve? Would you refresh so, that for us? I please?
2: mean... I- yeah, sure, no problem. So, to me, like, so I would say, you know, if, I, if not Pirlo, I would say the top two, in my opinion, would have been Gasperini and De Zerbi. Uh, Gasperini, number one, I mean, we are just seeing what he's been able to do the past three years, and it's been a crescendo of, of positive results, right? So, you, it's not just positive results, but upward. If, you, if, you, if he's is stuck, it's a hockey stick stock. So Gasperini is what it is, but yeah. So Gasperini coached. He's from Turin. Uh, he's from Grugliasco, if I remember. It's like a small suburb, anyways. But he coached yeah, sure the, uh, the, the one. <laughs> he coached the Primavera, and when Juventus was going through the you know Calciopoli trash, you know that that you know that went on, he was hoping to get an opportunity once we were back from Serie B. And he just wasn't given that opportunity. And he kind of felt slighted and he always had a good idea of football and he had success with the Primavera. Right. And he went to Inter, they kicked him uh, away, you know, after two games, I think, or, you know, like, and he was able to, improve at genova and he had excellent teams and he was able to improve at atalanta and he's always had a bone to pick against juventus because he's felt slighted because he was a company man and he felt like he would have been able to you know be successful at juve but for whatever reason they didn't go for it and he also is a very to me he's like if I had to describe him as a character, he's a little bit like antonio conte in the in in the mold, in the in the sense that he's he he'll tell you he'll tell it to you as it is, right if he's unsatisfied for one reason, he's not gonna be you know make polemica he's not gonna be like shitty about it, right, but he's gonna tell you he's like, hey, look, this isn't you know I need support and I need it in these ways and that's what he said. At Inter, but that was an Inter that had just won the triplete, and they're like, Who's this idiot? Here, get out of here. After Mourinho, so, forget it, yeah. Uh, exactly. So, you know, so, but but I think that Gasparini has a lot to 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 prove still in a top club. But as Sam mentioned, he's. He, Gasparini, you truly need to give him time, and you truly need to build a team around his cradle. The Zerbi, on the other hand, is. You know, to me, the one one of the few Italian coaches nowadays that have been able to play that like very proposing style of European open football, but uh, you know, with I'd success, wait five years right for going say, down that
1: path. I'd wait five. Five years is a lot. Maybe two path. or three, but but depends I agree, how long it goes with me. Depends on depends how long we have Pirlo for, right? But like, I would yeah. give him a chance at like a Roma before. Giving him a, giving yes. him a shot at the big boys, which is ironic because we're giving yes. Pirlo a shot without I any, know, right? any experience. But I think there's a little bit more sociologically. There's a little bit more there. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the yeah, his, his, you know the, the personality of Pirlo and, and and again the fact that he's a bigger player, the fact that he had, that, that he's a universally loved player exactly. uh, or figure around Italy. I think I think that's why he gets a pass that Zeddi doesn't. Uh, exactly. Otherwise, he's just he's just some you know, Thronzo okay. coming in that they're like, who is who is this exactly. guy? Who is Zeddi?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Pirlo will get more of a shot than the Zerbi would be, in spite of the you know, background. And I, I would say, and 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 again, like talking about promising coaches to me, I really liked what Liverani Liber, did on paper. Unfortunately, it was a just it, it, he he was so so much as a fundamentalist with his with his footballing that it, it relegated his club. But I think Liverani will have a future in 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 a, in, in a in in a club in Serie A but yeah I mean at this point if if not Pirlo then who and here we here we are but again I think as much of um as much as it was important to have Pirlo it's important to have a team to support our goals and the one player that we have that everything rotates around Cristiano Ronaldo
0: Boom! You know how why I was waving my hand because, first of all, before we get into that, um, just a little podcast business. Like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, this was sort of experimental, um, but Sam is is officially the part of Touring Giants podcast, and I, I I feel like us three, this is this is a really good time. I I really hope you guys, listeners, you know, you guys are enjoying because. This is, this is just the beginning. I'm so excited about this project of us three on the podcast. Um, thank you, guys, both for agreeing to be on, on the podcast today. I'm, like, super excited about posting this one. But moving on, um, yes, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is, is, is the biggest factor right now. If he stays, which I said, I would I phrased it wrong on Twitter. I said, I'd be shocked if he stays. What I meant, I'd be really, really surprised if he doesn't go and run with the money somewhere else. I, I, you, he, he would have my deepest respect if he does stay, if he does try to win it. Somebody mentioned how many years it took him to win it at uh, United, which is like four years right. or something. Then and then and Real four, four, four or Real Madrid,
1: five years. Madrid, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... We'll, the the, the, pro, the is problem is the another. clock
1: is ticking now, right? He's 35 and... Yeah. And we're paying yeah. thirty. We're paying him $30 million a year. That actually ties into what I wanted to ask you guys both. was, You know, I, I was saying that with Bidolo, it's a long-term project in mind. And Giovanni, you were saying, yes, but we have to win immediately, which is also true. But do you not think that maybe winning this year isn't necessarily... Like, take Ronaldo out of the equation for a second, okay? Take Cristiano Ronaldo out of the equation. Is winning this year I'm important, first of all? It's, okay, it's, so b- if no, I... But- yeah, yeah. So, 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 sorry, sorry, just, just real quick. It is winning important this year if you take him out of the equation, if you assume that you're competing in the Champions League, you know what I mean? You make the semifinals, you go out in a heartbreaking, in a, you know, in a heartbreaking result to Man City, to PSG, to Real Madrid, but you're there. Does it really matter if there's something building? If you bring in a couple of young players, if you bring in a Tonali, a Locatelli, a Zaniolo, um, you know, Kuluzhevsky comes in, you get rid of some of the dead weight, and Andrea Pirlo is working, working well, you know, we're competing in the league, is that good? I think that's good. I think the problem is there's a bit too much urgency now with Ronaldo, which is understandable because we're paying him 30 million a year and he's going to be 36 this year. But that's so, where it gets a little yeah. bit complex. I mean, to answer your question, you take,
2: you know, you take you you take the X factor out of the equation. Yeah, absolutely. Like I I I mean, I had no issues even prior to Sarri saying, "Okay, if we're at that inflection point where you need a transition year, but you, but you drop the average age of the roster down by five years and you build around Ronaldo, I don't have that issue. And I don't think Ronaldo would have that issue, I'll be honest. Because when he won at Manchester, he was... Probably at Manchester, he, was, he became that, you know, additional contributor. But the team was really solid around them. He was really, 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 really solid around them. At Real Madrid, without the fact that they built a team around Ronaldo, there would be no Champions League. Let's put it out there. Because without Benzema, Casemiro, uh, Marcelo, and all these players, there would be no Champions League at Real Madrid. So let's let's sneeze at (laughs) Taking Ronaldo out of it, then, yeah, sure, absolutely. As I said, if there is progress, you can even lose the Serie A, right? It would suck because you don't get to win the 10th one, and then Inter, who would probably win it, would be like, see, we won, blah, blah, blah. But who gives a shit, right? It's not not a problem, not a problem. But you have Ronaldo, and you need to factor him because you made that investment to make it to the Champions League. So you need to be able to build build around them and there's no that's it i think um i think it was a little bit disingenuous two years ago when we brought ronaldo and we're like yeah that's all we needed we needed ronaldo no we didn't need ronaldo we needed ronaldo and a few other pieces
1: and i I wonder if that's why the squad is kind of just festered a little bit you know what i mean because we're paying one guy 30 million 30 million gross a year is it gross or net is he netting 30 million a year for Christ's sake, okay. I mean, oh, it's, a, it's an exorbitant fee. Okay, the hundred million doesn't even matter at this point. We've already made that money back in, in no, small players. Yeah, yeah, it's the sure. fact. It's the fact that on the books we're paying him a, a fuck ton of money right now. So that really, that really changes what we could do in the transfer market. It's, a, it's 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 a fact, right? So, uh, right I mean, now, I excuse could, me, one could, second, could, like, yeah, like I but like, but that, but
2: but, um, but that's what they, but that's uh, he was almost getting but paid this, like that and Messi's getting paid that and Neymar is getting paid that of course but the and and Real and Barcelona still managed to put players around so uh, if you into, so you want to be with the big boys you have to be with the big boys it's you're not right.
1: uh, one step in one foot in one no, foot out for sure that that's yeah. that's why that's right right now until we, that's why, right that that is why excuse me right now until we get rid of some of the dead weight that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now but like, not just talk about getting rid of them until we actually go out and sell them, like ship off their salaries and get some return. Our hands are tied so, <laughs> in the transfer market. But yeah, right? I agree with so,
0: jo- 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 uh, you. mentioned fine. something about Messi, but isn't the fact that they're crumbling? I I know very little about it, but you guys may know more. Isn't Messi's wages and and like the pressure around him? Isn't that the reason why their their That's board is crumbling? Man
2: i think it's just poor management in terms of um certain certain you know uh roster moves the recruitment's been
1: brutal recruitment has been brutal Uh,
2: yeah because they lost they lost generational players that were built um you know in-house and it's hard right i think they're facing some of the issues that when we were saying with like that uh um, that Italian identity with Juve, that Catalan identity with, um, with, with Barcelona, is, is, Barcelona is a little bit waning, right? So, um, but, but to, God, um, you I'm, know trying, fuck, I'm trying to see. like, I, I think, right, I, I, I think the way we should have done it, I think it obviously, like, looking back into it is when you have somebody that says okay well we sold Pogba and then we bought players that were able to get us back to the Champions League right no problem but when somebody comes knocking at your door with 70 million euro for a left back like Pep Guardiola did for Alexandro four years ago you don't look at anybody and none of your fans and their Twitter bullshit you sell him Because I can guarantee you, with seventy million, you go find a a a good enough left back to cover you, and then you invest somewhere else. When somebody comes for Douglas Costa, who his first year at Juventus was excellent, right? He was excellent. But if somebody comes with eighty million for Douglas Costa when he was a a a, pretty much a backup, your twelfth player, you sell him. But we didn't do that, and here we are.
1: So. It's my two cents or whatever that's worth. You say, you say that about Alexandro, and I you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I'm agreeing with you, but, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a fucking idiot, or maybe I'm a hypocrite. I don't know, but I'm still pissed that we sold Juan Cancelo last year, right? But, mind you, I think that's also because Man City didn't come at us with a good enough offer. Uh, what was it? Danilo in cash. I would have taken just a large cash sum for him at that point, which probably <laughs> Man City wasn't willing to pay, but I'd have gone out. Gotten a younger right back, no. better than Danilo, I mean, yeah. and 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 you know kept the surplus. Um, I, I you know I actually don't have an issue. Like again, one of the one of the issues we've been talking about here is 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 uh, you know about having a young Italian core, or having an Italian core at all, right? Is is that in essence to bring through young Italian players now would require a huge learning curve say you get rid of a guy like alexandro now which i know that isn't what you're talking about Giovanni. but say you get rid of him right now okay i could probably say that if someone comes no. in with a nice offer uh, i wouldn't mind having a luca pellegrini guy come through see what he could do based on what i've seen so far he's impressed me a fair bit but but like th- th- there's no reason why you can't then go out and 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 invest in uh, another Part of the squad. Like, you know, say say, say we don't find a suitor for Blaze Matuidi, you know, but someone comes in for Alexandro. W- what do we do now, right? We don't necessarily need to get rid of Alexandro. Yes, okay, he's probably not playing as well as he was a couple of years ago, and I don't know that he's necessarily among the players that you would consider to be dead weight, but someone comes at you now with a big offer for Alexandro. Say, th- hypothetically, this isn't any, any news I've heard, but hypothetically, someone comes at you and says, okay, Alexandro, let me have him. Big offer. Do you sell him and then try to... You know, then replace that direct position and then use some of the other surplus cash to go and try to strengthen the midfielder? Do you only go like for like, as in get rid of Kedira Matuidi and bring in two midfielders? You know what I mean? Do you create a gap which you then have to fill, but then maybe be able to kind of improve other positions or do you only go like for like at this point? Because the transfer window is going to be very interesting now the next month. How do we do it? Do we only... Yeah, we we, we don't we even know the or- guys. Or-
0: we don't even know if Paratici is still staying. <laughs> it's, it's, no,
2: he's staying. It's just he's staying. so crazy. Knows, you know, no, you don't like you. Paratici stays, but he knows, he understands like he's been put on notice. Like he's been put, like from a, he's been put on notice and he knows that and Agnelli knows that. And he's already promoted Cherubini to his backup. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But I mean, we're talking about how to, how to make changes in a cash strapped team, right, and especially considering that last year we 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 sold out a bond um for four hundred million and well, we sold out bonds, I forget how much I think it's about half half that amount, and then as a club, we injected you know additional market Is it hundred fifty million market capital yeah and then we and then we added you know additional market uh, cap like you know it's 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 going to be tough, but that's what their job is, and it's not as if they didn't know that this was you know a situation that was coming in right so i I would say let's let's start with what we know from a transfer markets perspective well, first of all let me let me start by saying off this, this is all assumptions, at least on my part, because I have no clue what Andrea Pirlo's idea of the team is and how he wants to do it and who he's going to keep or who he's not going to keep. I'm sure he's going to have a say, but like with all Juventus teams, it, the the final word rests with um, with the club rather than the coach. So I don't know if he's going to be like, yeah, let me keep Kadira for one. Year. I can only play him for 15 games, but those 15 games, he's going to be top notch. I don't know that, right? I'm just making an assumption. But if I'm look, I'm just here looking at the roster, right? And we can start like I think bullkeeper, we're fine. Defense, I think the Rugani experiment at Juventus needs to be closed. We can all agree. that it will that be young guy with talent. Young guy with talent did not succeed. So Rugani somewhere else. If you want, bring in a Christian Romero from Genoa, because I think. You know, if you need a fifth defender, fifth, you know, center back, you, you got a guy like that and he's young. He's not going to complain about riding the bench and then playing maybe, you know, 10 games to 12 games a season. All right. And and then knowing that Trulini has got maybe one year, right? Maximum. So there you go. Uh, De Chilio, that experiment, I think it's done. Um, and then consider whether you consider uh, Cuadrado staying as right back. You need to go get one more right back, one more left back. Right? I think we can all agree on that, because and, and then that kind of squares
1: off the defense more or less. Yeah, unless you bring so in maybe Pellegrini as the backup, which I probably sure. would. Like I, when I, I, when I, I yeah,
2: when, when I say bring in when when I say bring in a left back, that does not preclude Pellegrini coming back. So
1: yeah,
2: okay now. Pjanic, sadly, gone. It is what it is. I think Pjanic with Pirlo, I think he would have seen a revival, personally, in my opinion, I but it has gone. Right? Yeah. So, But we've got Arthur, who I think was a little bit misunderstood and too much pressure was put on him at um, at Barcelona, but I think he's a potentially really good signing. Okay? We've got looking at the midfield Bentancourt, which to me he's improved a lot, but he still has not did not strike me as some like as a midfielder who I would build around. Kedira, probably gone. Blaise Matri I I don't know. Maybe he's the guy that you stay as and you keep him as like the enforcer, but you don't expect anything much more from him. Aaron Ramsey, I would give him another shot, personally. Right? Because from w- when he played well and he was healthy, he was decent. But again, I don't know. But you need to start making decisions around that I midfield. I think because... Ramsey could
1: be sacrificed just because he has resale value. But I don't know that I necessarily would either. I, I agree. That's a good point. That's a
2: good point. But outside of that, like, I mean, here, what's, the, what's the midfield? Arthur, uh, Bentancourt, Rabiot? Like, for sure? No, that's not enough.
1: So Agreed. you need two that, more guys. That, that, we've all two been saying that, right? We've been saying midfield re- strengthening is needed and probably one at center yeah. forward now. Ronaldo's not going anywhere. We don't want him to go anywhere. Dybala as a center forward works, which is he nice. But to be able to have another center forward other than Higuain uh, could probably be nice. So I don't know if that's going to be a Yeah, I, I, I have no idea.
2: To um, me, you need you
1: need two midfielders, like...
2: Not some of these jollies that can play midfield and some you know you know wing no two midfielders brain and braun box to box otherwise not doing anything in Europe and then uh, to me I love Kuluzewski. I don't know about you guys, but that guy, oh. my god, my oh, yeah. god, oh my god, just forget about it, forget about Great it. Potential. Like that guy and, just, and also, just like, my god
0: Yeah, so and good. also having Pirlo really helps because we associate we kind of like started associating purely with the youth what he can do with it and i'm really excited like i haven't really mentioned the words like i'm excited like i'm really excited for the next season because i i just love you know Pirlo. what I, I am too I'm now really, and again and again and, and the games will start feeling like you're 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 rooting for the coach again
1: yeah people had it out for Saturday from the get-go People had it out for Allegri from the get-go, but Allegri proved them wrong and Sari didn't, right? So chica chalk, right? We, one works, okay, you get you get you get on the bandwagon, one doesn't, and that's it. Get the fuck out, right? It's it's very, it's very simple. So it's actually nice to have a managerial appointment where people are at least happy or at least like the at least the no ones undermining the character of the man before he even gets into the role. It'll be interesting to see over the next 30 days what we do in the transfer market. That's the only thing that we're gonna hear news about right now. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna yeah. be a fun podcast uh, in a couple of weeks when uh but maybe some transfer news kind of becomes uh, a little bit more, you know, forefront news.
0: Yeah, boys. Uh, to quote, to quote one of the movies, I forget which movie it's from. Did we just become best friends? Like this, this was a an hour and a half. The Hangover. Yeah, the Hangover. I love it, boys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Before we before we sign out. Of the new official Turin Giants podcast. By the way, Sam, we need to work on that. We need to change uh, Turin Giants everywhere, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Unfortunately, we won't be able to use UBA Podcasts anymore. Um, now they're, you know, they're hitting us with not sh- not showing us on iTunes, which is just not good. So, so we'll we'll redesign, revamp. If you guys want to offer me a new Turin Giants logo, please uh, send me a, a direct message. Uh, this this will be a fun project because like just like Juve we're we're gonna go through a rebuild. I'm really looking forward to working with you. Uh, I, I'm the Pirlo, um, sans the beard, but um, don't fuck uh, it up, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right? So um, exciting times here at Juve, but at, at Turin Giants podcast. Wouldn't, really I'm excited be to Pirlo, have you
1: You're 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 Agnelli and, and and Giovanni's. <laughs> Stubborn, stubborn Giovanni's paratici.
0: Is my is my unibrow showing? I know we're on camera here. Uh, by the way, what, what's up with that? Why can't this millionaire guy, president of a club, can't shave and you know get rid of the Electro- unibrow? Electro- I, I, want, I ask that question every time I see that,
2: bro. Billionaire because he's a billionaire and he doesn't give a rat's ass about what you think about his unibrow. He just cares that you don't <laughs> use the word you've a
1: podcast or he'll sue your your ass. Okay? <laughs> so Farhad, what about the, what about these uh, what about these contest winners?
0: All right. So yeah. So fine. I know this is so much fun and we actually this is the longest podcast we've ever recorded uh and since what two thousand third 2013 we started recording. This is the longest one. So we had a lot to talk about we're all officially done with the with the podcast part. Um, uh, as I mentioned, the Turin Giants—I uh, don't like to call it merchandise apparel. Like, we, we, there's little projects that I have going on, and TurinGiants.com. Please check out the website. There's a couple of couple of hoodies still left from the last drop. I got the new Marquisio shirts that came out. Um, there's stickers. Uh, so yeah, this is super exciting. So I did the giveaway on Twitter. And the winner is, I promised you guys to announce the winner at the end, Mr., um, what is his name, Ahmad Saifi, at A7, Matt Saifi. If um, I will be contacting you, congratulations on your new awesome shirt. I will need your address, and I will need your, your shirt size. But, yeah, this was a fun giveaway. You know, let, let gave the people a chance to check out our... our um, our little project, and actually, while we were recording, there was a um, there was an order that came through from Switzerland. So I, th- I thank you guys. There was orders from Japan, uh, Singapore, obviously, you all over the US. Uh, people in like little towns in Pennsylvania are ordering the shirts, and um, Singapore. My French, uh, Iskander, he's he's a he's a diehard supporter. Kuwait, I got Canada, of course. Shoutouts to my Canadians, by the way, Sam. That's right. America's hat. (laughs) I love, I love my Canadian followers. Um, yeah, this was fun. Giovanni. Thank you, my brother. Sam, Sam, you, I mean, you, you just, you just are golden boy, man. You're like, so, so if I'm the president, Giovanni, you are the the you're the of the of the Juve podcast, and you know our new shiny analogy. toy is Sam. Uh, Sam is the, the is the new guy. Sam is the Ronaldo of our podcast, I guess. Oof,
2: Yeah, I'll I'll,
1: st- I'll, <laughs> stick, with, I'll stick with I'll stick with, with Pirlo. The verdict is still out. Kuzowski, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, so
2: that's yeah, awesome. No, we'll All see. right, boys,
1: like, be, forza maestro, like forza days. Juve,
0: forza Juve. Thank you, boys, for joining us, and uh, yeah, forza Juve. This was fun forza mi